This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing, uh, your locally owned roof repair experts. For a free quote and for all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Of course, you see him on uh, KSL 5. He is in Tokyo covering the Olympics. Uh, we say good morning to our friend Jeremiah Jensen. Hello, JJ. Good morning. Hello from Tokyo. It is 8.35 a.m. here in Tokyo. Well, Did you have a good night's rest? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure what that is since I got here. So uh, um, I'm awake right now, so I'll, I, I guess I'll say that. Well, Jeremiah, take us, take us through your journey a little bit, because this is not uh, obviously your normal Olympics that you're covering, and uh, I know you're excited to be there, but uh, you got to jump through some hoops too, right? Yeah, you really do. I'm getting through a lot of the tough part here. Um, so for those that don't know, in order for us to even get here, I had to take a COVID test 96 hours before I departed, 72 hours before I departed, um, send those results in and get a bunch of paperwork that I had to provide at the airport just to get on the plane. And then once we got on the plane and landed in Tokyo, we had to take another test and have all those paperwork approved, go through customs, immigration. It took two and a half hours from the time we landed until we were able to get to our baggage, which is a lot better than the uh, media that flew in at the other airport where it took six and a half hours. So for a lot of us that have traveled here to cover the Olympics, it's been quite a process. And then once we got here, um, we've been in a a three-day, I guess you call it a quarantine, where we have to take a test every day. We're finally through that. And now we continue our 14-day soft quarantine as we get closer to the beginning of the Olympics. Do you speak uh, a lick of Japanese? All I say around here is arigato, so, uh, and that's thank you, and that's about all I got. So uh-huh. um, that, that has been uh, a culture shock. Um, there are, fortunately, there are some, um, those Japanese that are here that we've been able to see so far that do speak English. But, uh, yeah, my, uh, I, I did not prepare well enough uh, before I got here. Um, so my, my Japanese is very limited. So let, let me ask you this, and I, I don't ask it uh, in any kind of joking manner. I keep reading stories about people really concerned about these Olympics. Based on what you've seen and what you hear, is there any chance that these games could be canceled? Yes. Uh, I, I, you probably saw the news today that the uh, 2020 Tokyo CEO came out and said that that is still something that they are considering and discussing. Now, if the CEO of the, of 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 Tokyo 2020 um, comes out, you you would expect him to say, Oh no, everything's cool. Everything's fine. Well, when he's willing to go out publicly and say that, that gives that, that, that's something you have to take seriously. And it shows you just how fragile these games are that if we continue to have um, spiking um, numbers, which, which they currently have, I think there's up to 1600 cases, uh, in the last 24 hours that uh, um, here in Tokyo, which is a lot more than they've had. And obviously we've had a number of about 50 or 60 people involved in the Olympics that have tested positive. So those are things to be concerned about. And, yeah, it's very fragile. At any moment, we could lose this game, even though we're 
very close to opening ceremonies now. Um, I will say this, though, that the, they expected positive tests. This is not a surprise. It's part of the process. That's why they have all this testing. That's why the, the testing that I told you guys about that I went through to get here, that's why they do that, so they can find those positive cases that have come in here. It's athletes, um, staff, media, whatever, that they can find them, isolate them to prevent uh, any further spread, and, and, and which would obviously sabotage this Olympic game. So the process is working. They are finding those that are positive, and, and hopefully that will help uh, curb things a little bit. And you won't hear any more positive tests moving forward. But, yeah, anything could take this Olympics down. It's not, it's not a sure thing, even where we're what, almost 48 hours away from opening ceremonies. So with no fans and all that, Jeremiah, maybe this is a question uh, that you don't know the answer to just yet, but what can we expect from the NBC broadcast? Or, or is it, are there going to be, you know, fake crowd noise or, you know, are the broadcasters going to be on site? I mean, is there, how many special circumstances are going into the actual broadcast we're going to get to see? I think you're going to see exactly what we saw in the NBA bubble. And I think that's the example that's been set and, and we can look at in, in that venue where there were no fans. Was there crowd noise pumped in? Absolutely. Did the broadcast try their best to make it feel as normal as possible? Yes. I think those of you that are watching at home aren't going to notice much of a difference as far as you know your broadcast experience. You're going to be locked in and watching these athletes compete. Um, I think it's going to have an impact on the athletes here in person. And a lot of them have said that, that not getting a chance to compete here in Tokyo in front of their family, number one, and then in front of fans, number two, is a big disappointment. It's going to be difficult for them. But I don't think your experience at home in the United States watching the Olympics is going to be that much different. I think you're still going to see great Olympic competition. But um, that's the best description I can give you guys is what we experienced watching the NBA playoffs in the bubble in Orlando last year is going to be exactly how you experience the Olympics. Uh, in 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 uh, in this run in 2021. So Jeremiah, what's the what's the uh, what's the word on the street there? What are people expecting out of these Olympics? Is there any hot topic going on? I think just right now it's just been COVID. I think the testing and everything. Um, I think a lot of people are keeping their fingers crossed uh, that everything can go well. I really do think you know there, there's a lot of things to be excited about and look forward to once the competition begins. But especially with, with what was sta- said earlier today by the CEO of Tokyo 2020, that there's, there's real concern. And so just getting through this period right now where everybody gets here, people get tested, and all that stuff is worked through, that's what everyone's focused on and talking about right now. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is the impact that COVID is having on this game, how different this game is going to be. And, and right now we're experiencing that as a member of the media. This is my first uh, time covering the Olympics. But I've covered a lot of big events, you know, Super Bowls, NCAA tournaments, NBA playoffs, and I've never experienced anything like this. This is much different, and, and things are very different here. So um, that's been the focus right now. Once we get into the games, though, I think there's going to be a lot of incredible stories. We're all going to want to watch Simone Biles, Katie Ledecky, um, how the basketball tournament works out, and among another, um, a lot of other things that will be exciting. So, but right now the focus is really on COVID. You eating anything interesting yet? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't wait till our 14-day quarantine is up. I'm willing to go try anything. Um, I, I think what really threw me for a loop, and I had no idea that they did this in Japan, is is they actually offer pizzas that have mayonnaise on them. Mm-hmm. I, I just I was not prepared for that. And obviously, you know, there's things. I don't, I'm, I don't hate mayonnaise, 
I like, I mean, fry sauce is, is outstanding. There's mayonnaise in that. I don't mind mayonnaise on a burger, but um, mayonnaise on a pizza really threw me for a loop. So I think that's the number one thing. Um, but, you know, there's other things. Like you're not often offered seaweed um, as part of your, your, your uh, food options. And so that's pretty prevalent here. But so far, that's it. But I hopefully later on down the line, I have something much more exotic to report to you guys. But right now, mayonnaise on a pizza has been the most stunning and shocking experience for me. So, Jeremiah and Jake, why does Jeremiah sound like he's, uh, I mean, when he's in Sugar House, he sounds like he's talking to us from Mars. And when he's in Tokyo, he sounds like he's in the room next door. I know. The the phone connection is remarkably good. Wow. I'm happy to hear that. And I I guess, I don't know, uh, you know, salute to Tokyo and the uh, T-Mobile Towers here, I guess. I don't know, guys. (laughs) Well, uh, Jeremiah, how, what's, uh, are you doing uh, hits on every show on, on Channel 5? i got to imagine they're keeping you busy while you're out there. Yeah, we, we, we had an early start yesterday when the news broke uh, about Kara Aker, Kara sorry, the uh, future Utah gymnast who was one, the one that tested positive for COVID, a gymnast alternate on the gymnastics team. So we got an early start. We were on at 6 and 10 yesterday, and um, our next appearance will be in the morning show uh, tomorrow, um, and then after that, man, it's full bore. We're going to get excited and get get on air before the uh, opening ceremonies, uh, early, early Friday morning in Utah, and then from there on, it's you know it's full go. I can't wait for the uh, the basketball gets underway Sunday. So, and I believe uh, Rudy Gobert and France take on Team USA and Damian Lillard. So, right out of the gate, we've got some fun stuff to look forward to. So yeah, we'll be on. Uh, Around the clock, whenever the Olympics are not on, we'll have KSL News, and we'll be there giving you uh, whatever we can from here in Tokyo. So cool. Well, we'll be watching. And, and we don't want to hear about you eating pizza. We want to hear about you eating, like, octopus or something like that. Gordon, I will work on that. I promise by the time this is over, I'll find something more exotic. Okay. Promise. Okay. Thanks, Jeremiah. You're the best, and thank I'll you for— I'll do better than mayo on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for checking in, dude. We, we really appreciate it. You got it. We'll see you guys. See you, Jeremiah. Our friend Jeremiah Jensen covering uh, the Olympics, and we're going to try and and uh, talk to Jeremiah a bunch, and yeah. and you know what a unique experience, and it'll be fun to kind of experience it through his lens, and of course watch him on uh, on Channel Five. Well, there's always stories that happen in these Olympics, you know. There's always something going on, and obviously the COVID thing is big, but uh, I'm talking about actual athletic feats that are achieved. So it'll be good to have them there. All right. We'll have more coming up next. Uh, Stay tuned. We want to remind you about the top 60 and 60 going on right now on the Zone Sports Network. Listen, every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty announced another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the top 16 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only here on the Zone Sports Network. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.